Hello and welcome to Tashi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. Due to some recent Imperial tax hikes, we are unable to continue our sale on power converters this week, so we're going to talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. And this week, Greg has actually been press gained into doing some Imperial helicopter maintenance for two weeks of his annual training. Uh, I miss Greg's voice already. Uh, already, yes. It's it's rough because the, the terrible thing about it is he's doing AT mostly from home, but has zero free time due to the strange schedule that they've got to keep. So what have we all been up to in the last two weeks since the last episode? Uh, yeah, we're moving soon, so we've been looking at places. We did manage to go play putt putt as well this weekend. That was a lot of fun, actually. Nice. Shout out to Cool Crest thing in Independence. Um, it was cool. It was a fun way to spend twenty bucks. Got some ice cream afterwards. It was pretty. It was pretty very adorable, reminiscent actually. of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it was adorable. It was I not was... just Doug and I. We had Taylor, our other roommate. And then Harry, our soon-to-be other roommate in the other It's girl. Pride Month. It could be just the two of us. It could be, <laughs> but it wasn't. We'll go golfing next week. <laughs> there we go. We also uh, got out over the long holiday weekend and played some X-Wing locally at our uh, local store. Some of us uh, tested out some new lists, and we're going to go over some of that stuff this week. But other than that, uh, the Kyber Cup tournament is still going doug you are uh, still in it and undefeated i believe yeah yeah i'm four and oh last round of swiss is this week um my game is gonna be after we record this but before we release it so like it's on yeah. thursday so it should be a good time yeah so the kyber cup took a week off and opened up the list so everybody could reset them after uh the points change and whatnot and that's a pretty good segue into just what we're going to talk about the new points the new meta this week how how much did your list change with the uh the chance to rebuild it it changed entirely because <laughs> i didn't have to keep anything the same uh i switched to scum and i'm running a uh boba Terok manaru list uh, i've got uh fenrao and han gunner crew on boba along with proximity lines and contraband and then terok has got mandalorian optics advanced proton torpedoes and fearless and then manaru has all the stuff she had before plus gar saxon gunner um, so I've only played two games with it, and uh, one of them I engaged terribly and lost, and then uh, the one actually for the Kyber Cup was a, a nail-biter of a game um, that I was up against a uh, Advanced Vader, Rexler, and I think two Jingoists and Wampa, if I remember correctly. Um, okay. His, he had some of the coldest green dice I've ever seen, and as a result, I won like 21 to 19 or something. Like, it definitely could have gone either way. Um, all right. It seems like a solid list. It, it throws out a lot of damage. That it does. That it does. Uh, we can say that the 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 four engage uh, match was against me at our uh, get together the other weekend, and for that, oh, okay, that... I played three games with it. Then I forgot about that one. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I won't. I'll, I'll try yeah, not to be too hurt by that. Yeah. But no, that was a uh, not so much a bad engage as uh, an absolute dicing. And we'll get into why that was in a bit, but uh, we've got some new options out there that people are seeing. Uh, you know, Doug, you're flying a three-ship list, which would have seemed absolutely just unfathomable only a couple weeks ago. I mean, where... I've been on record on the podcast that three-ship lists were still plausible in the last 2.5 meta, and I ran them. But they are definitely yeah. better now. Absolutely, it seems. Uh the switches and changes around to pretty much every faction, the altering of the two-point filler ships, they've changed a whole lot, and I'm not seeing a whole lot of uh, five- and six-ship lists as much as they were a while back. Is that because there are better cheap options, or that there are some ships have gone up in price? I mean, it's the removal of the two-point ships across everything, but the swarm factions and four, resistance. Yeah, four of the yeah, seven factions like, lost their two-point ships. Yeah. It's very difficult to build a three-ship list in most of the factions, or I'm sorry, three, six-ship list in most of the factions. 
and then um, it's yeah, impossible I mean, without a two ship, a two point ship. No, you can do four threes and two fours. Oh, yeah, um, I mismathed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but even five point lists, uh, like or five ship lists, usually relied on a two pointer, so they could get some good pieces in there and still get five ships. So now you're having to sacrifice to probably like three wimpy ships to get two good ones for a five ship list. So it's it's definitely more difficult. They uh, they accomplished the goal of lowering the ship count pretty well. Indeed. So we've all kind of explored a few options so far in the current meta. So let's talk a bit about what's good, what might be on the cusp of being good, and what's floundering and kind of got left behind. Uh, Doug, your list that you're flying for Kyber Cup includes a lot of those things. Namely, uh, we talked about Manaru being incredible at four points. She's gone up to five. How much does that affect uh uh, to be honest, I don't like her very much, but um, I don't know that she's bad, but it feels worse to fly a jump master at five points than at four. Like she was crazy efficient at four points and the the Gar Saxon is good for giving a really good damage output, but it feels a lot more important to make sure she gets very good engages. It, it, and that might be because of the three ship list. Um, but yeah, uh, I, see, I haven't noticed a lot of difference with her in four ship lists, which is where I played her before. Um, you you have to be a little more careful if you want to actually like trigger the Gar Saxony stuff. Um, the rest of my lists are like the last rest of the list is worse, obviously, because he lost a point. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm I'm I think Manaru's power level didn't change. Yeah, I we'll get more into why I don't think she's good with other lists, but I think there's a lot of Alpha Strike around, and I think her low initiative really hurts there. That is right. definitely a negative, at least in this early early scion of this meta. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and you mentioned that you're also running Fenrau Crew, which is very good with Han Gunner there. Uh, Han Gunner letting you take a red focus action when you engage, and then Fenrau Crew letting you just ditch it. <laughs> That's Yeah. Um, <sighs> unfortunately, uh, Duncan Howard mentioned an even better way to use that that I learned about after I had locked in my Kyber Cup list. But uh, instead of proximity mines, you can run burnout thrusters. And then you can slam, change your weapons disabled to a deplete, and then Fenrau the deplete, and then Han Gunner, and now you still have a fully modified shot, but you can go like four straight, four straight, or three three bank, three bank, or whatever, and you just tear across the map. I like that idea. Can you put Burnout Thruster on a fire spray? Yep, medium it's or a small base. Mod. Nice. Mod. Okay, okay. Uh, so, but yeah, Fenrau, Scum and Rebel only, who, and... I always try and have to remember this list because I've been trying to play it in a number of things. That is the, when you engage, if you have a ship in your front arc at range one, at range one, one and you did a non-zero yeah. maneuver. The Mandalorians okay. are all range one. They don't include range zero. Okay, so yeah. So everything that has to do with that is always the range one. Okay, so, and Fenral pilot in Rebels. Well, and to finish that, you, you remove one non-lock red token, red token it's not yeah. just you it's it's a before a friendly ship at range zero two engages if it revealed a maneuver that is one speed or higher and there's an enemy ship in its front arc at range one that friendly ship removes one non-lock red token okay uh that seems just really powerful at four points uh yeah it was really good at six points <laughs> <laughs> and they brought it down i appreciate okay. it pretty cool indeed uh something that is Probably uh, one of the more, uh, it went up in points and still didn't go up enough, maybe. Let's go right in and just address the issue. Proton Torpedoes, 12 points. They did Aren't, not go up in price. They stayed did, at 12. I thought they were 10 before. Nope, nope they're, they're 12. still 12. Okay, well, Proton Torpedoes at 12. Uh, is that still undercosted? Uh, I think it might be more undercosted than it was in the last points change because they introduced a lot more ships that can carry proton torpedoes like uh well, they like they lowered the price of all the scum ships that can bring torpedoes mm-hmm. like that's and, why i mean they had a lot of the x-wings like literally. yeah and so like a lot like fane went from four to five but now he has enough loadout to take proton torpedoes they did a lot of stuff like that where if something got nerfed they compensated by giving it more loadout which means it can now take proton torpedoes um and then yeah like some stuff just straight got buffed but as a result there are a lot of high initiative ships that can take proton torpedoes right you can run a uh Wedge, Luke, Thane, so you get 655, all of them can carry Protorps, then you have a three-point filler ship in there. Uh, The Alpha Strike meta, like we said, Doug, in our game, I was running uh, the high-initiative 
protorping list with uh, Nora Wexley in there instead of Thane. But it was just, it almost feels like, and I should be happier about this, Alpha Strike Jousting can be really, really good, especially when you're looking at ships like Luke that can target lock and still have the force to fire a proton torpedo. It just seems like it's made to wreck stuff. And that, I mean, I don't think you can argue that Luke with proton torpedoes and afterburners is possibly one of the strongest pieces in the game right now, which seems right. I don't think the issue is that Luke himself is super duper strong. The issue is that Luke himself is super duper strong with the Protorp, but then also you brought two other Protorps at the same initiative. Right, and, and that's yeah, what I'm getting at. It's Protorp spam that is, it, it's my issue at least more than, I mean, obviously, like, I, I actually, I really don't like that Luke went down to six and can still double mod Protorps. Uh, I get that he lost a lot of other loadout, but in general, I think whenever you can start spamming double modded Torps, it gets really problematic. So, like, the um, the UK expo uh their world open qualifier was this weekend and the first in swiss and second overall was a wedge luke fen in the sheath of peed and colby sperato mm-hmm. um so fen is coordinating to wedge at i6 so wedge has fully modded protorps luke has fully modded protorps and then colby has notorious if you shoot at him he's fully modded and it's it's just it's a lot of alpha that is really really reliable oh. and fen is some neat anti uh protorp tech himself but that's mm-hmm. a different discussion yeah, I had to uh, learn a little bit in the uh, Gold Squadron Rules Discord about Fenrau because uh, it turns out Fenrau does not actually shut down using force to modify your dice. No, he does not. Yeah, spending tokens. Yeah. yeah, and that that was an odd one to me because I'm so used to my opponents putting the force tokens out by their ship, so my brain just keeps going token. That is a token, but force is definitely charges so yeah. yeah but i mean even just even if it's a force ship like just making it so they can't use the target lot makes it a lot more random variance mm-hmm. in how effective the protorp is which is indeed strong. and thankfully you can't put fenrau crew on fenrau ship otherwise you'd be stressing clear the stress stress clear the stress and all sorts of shenanigans that way but yeah protorps really powerful right now one of the things that uh i've been looking at also is Saving a bit of points and trying a different loadout, putting plasma torps on wedge, which if you're shooting at a full health ship, they can do effectively as much damage because you can, you know, do the damage plus losing the shield they have. But with one fewer red die, guaranteeing a hit is harder. Uh, well, but your wedge, so it's not really yeah, exactly your wedge, so that balances out. So yeah, there's. If I'm playing Rebels, I'm starting with Plasma Torp Afterburners Hopeful Wedge and mm-hmm. Pro Torp Afterburners Luke, and then eight points to flavor. Right. There's, a, I mean, shoot, that X point, eight points could be like, I don't know, Leia, if you just want another big beefy gun in there. And, God, I should be happier about jousting lists being good, but it seems like. I mean, we're two weeks in. The meta's not even solidified yet. Like, no, it hasn't. You have, but... I mean, you have time to be happy. As, as you get more used to the meta. You don't have to necessarily love the meta right away, though. Well, it's, it's more of the idea that I liked it when I was the only one doing it, and now everybody's... Yeah, you were never the only person jousting. I was the only person locally jousting. You guys were flying, like, talented lists, and I was charging The last... Up. The entire end of 2.5, the first 2.5, I ran Wedge, Luke, an Ark, and an A-Wing. It was a jousting yeah, list. I jousted so with the Mandalorian and Manaru. And Terok. Like, yeah, we both jousted. And I'm very mad at you guys for stealing my gimmick. But no, seriously, it's a, it's interesting. And like you said, the uh, the meta has not solidified yet. We're just kind of talking about what our first two weeks of impressions are. Uh, going along with that, I've been trying to fly some Imperial lists, given the uh, price uh, change. What I have not flown yet, and what I probably should be flying in that, is Defender Vader coming down two points to nine. That feels insane. Yeah, I mean, at minimum, Vader lists are going to be gatekeeper lists because you you have to have something that can either kill all of his buddies quick enough that you can win off objectives or has a way to kill him. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he'll actually be a uh, super strong place in the meta, but he'll definitely be in the meta. Well, one of the uh, things that I've been trying and... This can also just be flavored. It was Rexler Brath, 
Wampa, and you can just combine the two of those into Vader. Uh, Moff Gideon, two ISB Jingoists, and then Vizier carrying Palpatine. A six-ship list that includes a Defender and a Palp Shuttle. Uh, but I've tried it out about four times now and not really found the way to make it click yet. And also, I, a lot of that is because while I've flown Swarms, I've not flown TIE Swarms. Uh, and that's not even really a TIE Swarm in the classic sense. You've got four of them, and there's no... Uh, overall modifier like Hellrunner, but it's felt a little bit underpowered on the offensive aspect of things. Uh, you guys have flown, Alex, you've flown tie swarms a lot, usually mining guild ties, but uh, how do you compensate for that low damage output with those kind of lists? I mean, the trick is that usually compared to the meta, they don't have a low damage output. Um, the, right now they do, and that's why they're not very good. Well, well uh, there was a two point yeah. Point. Well, so there was a full tie swarm that won the UK Expo. Yeah. Um, and I mean the trick there is you went with a bunch of support ability tie fighters, so they're not going to do a lot of damage. Uh, if you go more the route that uh, Martin went, which is he did Howl Runner with crack shot, crack shot swarm tactics, Mauler Mythil with crack shot jamming beam, Scourge with crack shot, Gideon Hask with crack shot discipline precision ion in engines. Iden Versio with Crackshot Disciplined Precision Ion Engines, and ISB Jingoist with Contraband and Wampa with Disciplined. So his is a very offense-oriented TIE Swarm. It's seven ships, he has five copies of Crackshot, he has the Hellrunner rerolls, he has Wampa who's throwing extra dice, Gideon who's throwing extra dice, Mauler who's throwing extra dice, Scourge who's throwing extra dice. Like, there's, there is a lot of offense there. But if you're running like ISB Jingoists or Moff Gideon, then you really need to leverage the offense of the rest of your list because they're not there to do damage. They're there to enable the other ships. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, personally, I know we've talked in the past about one of the ways to get out of a rut is to change up what you're flying. And uh, for me, that was learning to fly what I used to hate, the Swarm. And I... Haven't had luck with the TIE Swarm yet, but I think I'm going to stick with it just because I think not only becoming familiar with it helps me get over my self-imposed mental blocks, It'll but... it make you better at the fundamentals, too. Exactly, and that's the thing. I realize uh, I've been slipping a bit on fundamentals lately. Uh, I was saying I'd gone maybe two years of X-Wing without landing on a rock, and then... In like a straight month of that slump of games I was on, I managed to hit rocks like once or twice. And now that it's worse to do so, it just felt like, ah, how am I forgetting this stuff? And I think it was because I got so complacent in how I was playing that now changing it up and finding this new meta has been pretty good for me. I'm enjoying putting new stuff on the table a lot lately. I think that's uh, so far one of my biggest takeaways from this. Something that people are putting on the table less, though, uh, again, this is just in these two weeks, B-Wings, without the trajectory simulator. Say, real yep. quick to go back. Uh, like With your list, I think one simple change you could make is mm -hmm. you could make Rexler X1 Vader, and that actually increases your offense quite a bit. Because oh. Rexler, like the, the thing with non-Vader defenders is they either are extremely tanky but do almost no damage, or you're using your action for offense, and then they're actually pretty mortal. Um, and with Vader, you kind of get the best of both worlds because you can do like Debris Gambit now, and he gets a million actions, so he can have Lock Focus <laughs> Evade every turn. Um, so, I, like, I think that's one way to spice up your offense a little bit. Plus, he can make really good use of things like Moff Gideon. Very good, very good. Uh, talking about B Wings with Trajectory Simulator now banned, and uh, the popular carriers for it, Netrim Pollard and Gina Moonsong, being bumped from four points to five points, are B Wings still strong and viable if you're not using them to yeet bombs everywhere. Uh, based on the current look of the meta, no. Like, B-Wings with... get alpha striked so easily. Yeah. yeah. Alpha mm -hmm. stricken, probably. <laughs> yeah, that That is the big um, thing about them. It's, you know, you've got your 8 health behind 1 agility, and you hate to see things like Wedge with a Protorp. Or yeah, anybody I... with a Protorp. I definitely feel like B-Wings got a little over-nerfed, because, like, they, they lost their trajectory simulator bombs, which is, I'm fine with, but then, like, like you said, two of them would have been cost, but even, like, Braylon and Ten then lost loadout value, so it's just, they, they all are worse on all fronts, and then Alpha Strikes are not good for them. Mm -hmm. So I, I would leave B-Wings at home right now. 
Well, something that I was noticing, and it goes back to talking about proton torpedoes, protorps on X-Wings, good, even though they've got a natural three-die gun. Why are folks not necessarily looking at protorps on B-Wings? They slower should be just as good. Yeah. And slower. It's, it's, slower initiative means it's harder to pick up the lock, and then slower means it's harder to engineer the engage to get that range three alpha strike. Okay, that makes sense. And that also ties into what you're saying about Manaru. Uh, I'm finding now that I was really comfortable before the change with Initiative 4 being a great spot. But now it feels like the prevalence of Initiative 6 and 5 Alpha Strikers out there almost make an I-4 ship feel too slow. Uh, I think, and again, this is all just in the the compass of this very early meta. But I think if you're going with lower initiative, you need to have higher ship count or high agility. Um, so like things like the TIE Swarm are more middling initiative, but there's seven of them. So like if you lose a TIE Fighter to a Proton Torpedo, it's not a big deal. Um, but like things like a B-Wing You expect are... to lose a TIE Fighter in the opening yeah. gauge of mm. pretty much every game. Yeah, like you don't love for it to get initiative killed, but you still have six more if one does. Um, but when you take things like a B-Wing that is expensive and slow and middling initiative then when it gets initiative killed, you've pretty much thrown away your game. So like, I think you just have to, at least right now, you have to list build around what you're going to do against Alpha Strikes. Um, like, how can you recover if you lose a ship early and things like that? And that usually means more ships or ships that are very hard to get Alpha Struck. Okay, and that raises a good point. What is a good answer to Alpha Strikes, uh, you know, historically and in the current meta, uh, high agility for dodging the worst of that or more hull that you can withstand the uh the protort barrage what what's a good counter there i mean higher agility is generally better than more health against front-loaded offense because front-loaded offense has the capability to put out a lot of damage in a single turn um so mitigating it is more important than just having a lot of it um but there's uh like han in the millennium falcon actually seems decent because he has the boost to arc dodge but enough, he can eat one torp a turn kind of thing between yeah. the boost and his health. And um, that might be a decent thing. I don't know. I don't know what robots do. Which, he falls into kind of his own category because he's a, an I-6 large oh, ship that can boost. Indeed, 100%. Um, but like somebody like Bosk isn't very good into yeah, Alpha Strikes. No, because bring Bosk to Alpha Strike yeah. games. Um, but he's... also somebody like Commander Gorin, Commandant Gorin, whatever his name is, is mm-hmm. good against Alpha Strikes because he removes uh... blocks at the start of engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, the the six interceptors got nerfed, but like uh, in that the Martin's tie swarm, you could in theory sub out Hal Runner for Gorin, uh, although he has a lot of fire initiative. He has a lot of I five, so it's probably not yeah. good. But but you could do you some could sort engineer of engineer a tie swarm. Yeah, with Gorin. Mm-hmm. you just have to have lower than initiative four. But if you can't be alpha struck, it doesn't really matter what your initiative is at that point because they're going to have a really hard time initiative killing you. Very fair. Very fair. Uh, and talking about the, you know, subbing things out in ship list, that kind of brings up a question. With this recent swing enabling smaller ship count lists, uh, three to four ships versus the prevalent five to six ships early on, does that mean all, I mean, does that make it more important for all of your ships to be able to carry their weight offensively and thus make a support ship more of a riskier move, something like uh, a coordinator, Fenrau or AP5 being some of the ones we see. Uh, I haven't seen any list using the escape craft as the coordinator like we used to, even though it's cheap and available. Why? I mean, Gamut Key with Gleb is the same cost. Right, and that's that's what I'm talking about. You know, Gamut Key, who has a little bit more survivability. Uh, I think more importantly, Gamma Key has a good ability on top of being able to coordinate. Yeah, very Same good with, ability. Yeah, Fenrau right. has a very good ability on top of being able to coordinate. Like, right. having Absolutely. just a... Yeah, just a coordinate caddy isn't very useful. Having a coordinate caddy that does something else is very useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, like, Magva, it would I be actually, a good option for, like, a U-Wing, because she's, again, mitigating Alpha Strikes. And I actually, coordinate. during the course of this podcast, built a five-ship Alpha Strike list. I really like it. Um, which, yeah, it's sad. But uh, it's easy triple modded or three double modded Protorps plus a Gar Saxon Manaru. Because it's Manaru, Gamut Key, Sarasu, Genesis, Red, and Lima. So Genesis can lock somebody with a focus to get a focus. Okay. And then Gamut can coordinate to one person for their focus before they pick up the lock. And then the other one can have their focus gamuted from the turn before. So that's three fully modded Protorps. 
plus then a mana root with. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like mana is in general too tanky to be one rounded. Like it's possible, but it's difficult. Like you have to, being able to reliably do nine damage before initiative three is difficult. But uh, this in this list, that mana root job is to hopefully distract, like take the fire on the first turn while the squishy ships with protorps can get their protorps off. Yeah, so if they yeah. go for mana, that's probably what I want. Yeah, so the list before <laughs> when you said the list, the Genesis was the the quote weakness that, because mm-hmm. he's I four instead of yeah, I five. Yeah, that's the weakness. But he gets right. cut, so he gets his torps back. There is that, but and the he has ult- four health to three agility, and like if he has a fully mounted torp, he has the focus for defense. So like you can use it if you mm-hmm. need it. Yep, and I um, will. You will never hesitate to use the focus on defense mm-hmm. with something like that. Yeah, no, Genesis just duplicates the opponent's green tokens, not steals them, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, he gains tokens equal to the green tokens. Mm-hmm. Is it green tokens or is it just focus evade? It is focus evade. That's what I was looking okay, at. Okay, yeah. Because I was going to say, wait a minute, can he steal a reinforce? That'd be I mean, amazing. Reinforce isn't amazing with three agility and four health. I, I know, but... It is when you're not spending your shield for it. Never mind. Yeah. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, that's... Again, that is the idea of a lot of shit because you're looking at Limakai, who is a... I... Five. Five, yep. Yeah. Uh, in uh, Y-Wing, which is tanky enough to take a hit or two. Uh, Sarasu, who can dodge everything. Sarasu actually gives the whole list defensive rerolls. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that makes it even you know tankier. Uh, yeah, Manaru and Sarasu I have seen as a... It makes a two-agility ship like Manaru even harder to kill. Uh, Sarasu, probably a pitch for one of the more underrated power pieces in the faction. Uh, and then... Genesis Red, who ever since Genesis Red came out with the Sea Rock in uh, first edition, I have always wanted to try flying that pilot, but I don't think I ever have. Uh, just that ability seems so good, but at the middle initiatives, it's it's rough because right now a lot of these lists, especially the Alpha Strike list, that's something I can do with Genesis in this list if he's going to be if it's obvious he's going to be targeted is I can actually Gambit Key and evade from the turn before. So he can have focus evade going into combat if it looks like it's he's going to be targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, or he can lock a guy with a focus, or with an evade, or some, lock somebody with focus evade and get focus evade. Like, um, yeah, he, he is I-4 instead of I-5, but... Which, I think the the second part that's unfortunately there is because the meta is trending towards high initiative, it actually makes his ability worse because they haven't does. taken action. It does, yet. yeah. there's You have to uh, actually hope somebody has is lower initiative there. Yeah. But uh, it's, I mean, sure, it'll have bad matchups, definitely. But also, they probably, on average, have to burn three torps to kill a sick with one green token, which is probably worth it. I mean, in most, that's at least 50% of your torps, and... Okay. I think Doug and I just both went to Gate of Storms as fast as possible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, see, that's that's the interesting thing, also... uh, we should probably put a link to that in this. Gateofstorms.net has a X-Wing damage probability calculator that uh, I always assume Alex does all this in his head. But Why would you assume that? I because you're always, the, you're always the one to come up with the, all the numbers. That's so, I, 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 did, I like playing with stuff. The, uh, it's really neat that if none of you have uh, seen it, go on to the link that we're going to put in the description of the uh, podcast here. It's super useful. One of the best tools out there. And you can even factor in some of the weird things that happen with attacks like, uh, you know, Predator being there, like uh, Magvaryaro being involved. You can only modify to one To answer the question, it's 3.4 is the expected damage from two fully modded Protorps into a focused with Sarasu rerolls Genesis Red. But it is still a 45% chance of... The second Or 40% chance of the second Torque Which is definitely not outside of the realm of possibility, for sure. No, like, realistically, that's a coin flip. Mm-hmm. But also that means... I, they can't if they're not they 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 should well they probably don't do the math because they're not making ridiculous hypotheticals on a podcast but in theory if they locked Genesis with all three people expecting to have to torp them three times they're not getting the torp off mm-hmm. on the third torp off in the first turn but yeah I don't know, I'm not saying it was a good list or anything but, it's but no so I'm not saying it's bad I'm just talking through weaknesses and strengths indeed indeed. But you brought up exactly what we've been talking about. With uh, a five-ship list, you often have to trade two heavy punchers to bring you know, those three more ships. And what this does is this gives you three of those ships. I don't think anybody would consider Sarasu, well, maybe Sarasu, but Genesis Red and Lima Kai 
top tier scum ships. They're good for what they do. And when what they do is carrying a proton torpedo, that that just brings them up a tier. I and, would argue that they're also just pretty four points now and before all of these pilots were five points. Right. And that's the other big thing is that the reduction in price helps scum a lot. Uh, Gamut Key as an excellent support ship you are not. Game, I think. I think he's the best support ship in the game. Right, because at three points, there's nothing really you can bring in scum that gives enough offensive output to counteract the support value you get from Gamut Key. Are there any other support ships like that that you can use to fill that role? Uh, how much are the sheath beads now? Four points a piece. Four points each. I think Gamut is the best support piece in the game. Right, at three points, having yeah, the availability of coordinates. Pretty much every other support piece got increased in price. Like, uh, AP5 was equivalent, maybe even slightly better at 3, but he's up to 4 now. Um, but, like, the uh, the big thing is with Gamut's ability, you essentially get two coordinates as long as you set it up properly. Yeah, and um, Gamut, like, if he's not supporting other people, he can use his ability on self to fully modify attacks. So, like, he can t- if he takes a range 1, it's 3 fully modified dice. It's not amazing, but he's no slouch even when he's not supporting somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I haven't seen, though, because Protectorate Gleb, as the useful six-point coordinator, uh, he can also fit into Empire or First Order lists that I don't think I've ever seen him in those. First order, under, First order understandable, because their crew carriers already, you know, have that option. Wait, can the can Zyshaw so coordinate? Do, so every crew carrier in Empire and First Order already has coordinate. Okay, that would probably be why. I was looking at that going, wait, what the? Oh, oh yeah. Well, okay, the decimator doesn't have coordinate, but do you it want does, to? It does, it has a red coordinate. What? Yeah, it always has. 100% of the time. Huh. What? Why? It's a. Okay, never mind. I'm it's not a, even going <laughs> to. It's a mini capital ship. It's I know. Commanding a wing of fighters. It just seems like you should have your decimator in. The generic combo. is literally called a patrol leader. He leads patrols, man. And you coordinate to your minions as the patrol leader. Okay. Refer to the minions specifically. <laughs> well, it's the Empire, so probably. So, hold on. Let uh, now, now I have to look at something because now I'm trying to figure out... Oh, never mind. The Decimator doesn't have a zero stop. Uh, I was trying to think of... Well, you could probably do it with an Upsilon. Is there a combination where you could run... Something with a white coordinate and protectorate gleb to stop. Oh, no, because stopping would mean you couldn't coordinate. Okay, never mind. You could run gleb on reverse for a minute, right? To um, manipulate if they wanted to aileron or not. Yeah, you still can, but let's you don't see, need when it was you don't need to now. Yeah. When it was two or three points or whatever that was worth it, it's not worth six. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's you a could, may now anyway. I, I don't know what you're getting at. Newt, but you could take pattern analyzer to still do actions on stops. So yeah, yeah and that Gleb on a Tavson. But, I'm just but, trying. I'm trying to figure out if there's a place for Gleb in Empire or First Order, and it doesn't really no, seem like yeah. there is. Uh, you know, and it's interesting because I know a hawk, especially a three point gamut key, is a great place to put him. And I know we covered all this when Fugitives and Collaborators came out, but are there other ships you could see Protector Gleb being useful on as a coordinator? Not currently. Like the thing is, most ships want their actions for themselves. Uh, you want Kanan Jarrus if he also costs. Yeah, but he's also a hawk, uh, yeah. and I think Kanan does have some use. Um, I think most people are talking about in three shipless where you have four points left instead of three. Then mm. Kanan again provides a very strong ability and the ability to coordinate. Um, yeah, I would uh, probably, if I had four points, take Kanan over Gleb at three. I mean, obviously, you take a four-point ship over a three, but I think I like Kanan's ability more, while at the same time, gosh, Gamut's ability for the effectively, yeah, just what you said, it's the effective double coordinate. You could give a sick focus target lock evade, and... But in an Alpha Strike meta, somebody like Kanan is good at meta getting Alpha Strike, because a three-die broken torpedo doesn't get as good. Very true. Very true. Well, we have gone on a bit of a tangent there. Uh, what else seems to be strong on the edge or floundering so far from what we've seen in this meta has anything really been hurt by it uh doug i saw you playing republic the other day how different does that feel in the current meta uh i mean the republic that was in 2.5 doesn't exist anymore like barris went up in price 
their strongest was salvage mission, which is completely the opposite. They're garbage at salvage mission now. If you're doing the the bunch of aether sprites, but uh, I think Republic still has a place. Um, you're, you just want to lean. Look good. Yeah, you just want to lean towards an offensive focus instead of a objective focus. But like lats are still good. Um, the Z seem interesting because they all have enough points for like protorps, or not protorps, uh, prockets or mm-hmm. like, APTs. Um, they have a lot of really good abilities. They're all still Z95s at the end of the day, but uh, I don't know. There might be something there. Um, you can bring five of them and a five-point ship. That's sounds strong. Yeah. Um, you also have... Um, I don't know if they're good or not, but Delta Bs, uh, like Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Plo can all take out maneuvers still. Um, you're essentially forcing yourself into like a four-ship list at that point, but there still might be something there. Um, you have things like click in the V-Wing that can be a really strong ability because you can deny range bonuses if like, you target lock the Defender Vader or whatever uh, and say you don't get to roll four dice at range one. That's really strong. So like they, they still have options. It's just um, I think everybody is taking a break from Republic because they were so dominant for 2.5's initial release and people are exploring other stuff. Cannot argue with that at all. Uh, I haven't seen anybody at least locally, uh, or in any of the stream games I've caught, put uh, CIS on the table after these changes. Uh, Have there been... I mean, obviously there were changes all over the board, but it doesn't seem like CIS's faction identity changed a whole lot, at least power-wise. I I disagree. I think CIS is being really slept on. Like, you can very easily run, like, Django and six vultures, and... Three of those vultures get energy shells. The other three get discord missiles. Like that's that's a lot, a lot stronger than what you had in the past. Because um, like both the both Django and Zam came down. Um, a lot of the vultures went down to two and gained loadout. Like I, I think the vulture swarm can at least try to compete again. I don't know if it's good enough, but swarms are good into Alpha Strike because Alpha Strike wants to delete single important targets. And whenever you have a lot of unimportant targets, then they they don't have a clear target to pick and. Like, again, similar to the TIE Swarm, losing one Vulture before it shoots isn't a big deal. All right. And, of course, you've still got the Calculate sharing and all the fun little shenanigans they can do. Uh, and something mentioning CIS uh, that we, at least I've tried to put on the table, uh, the Rogue squ- the rogue Class uh, Starfighter, both in Scum and CIS, uh, I have flown Scum, Cad, Bane, and I've seen a couple others on the table. The games I flew with him, I don't know if it was just being absolutely outclassed. Yeah, I'm not impressed. Yeah, my initial hype seemed a bit high on that uh, ship. I think part of it is because it just seems like, given ideal conditions, Scum Cad Bane can be so abusive, but those ideal conditions are hard to achieve. You have to meet a lot of conditions. Uh, hmm. as, as we've stated multiple times already, I-4 is not great right now. Uh, with the development of the current meta, uh, like if it if it shifts lower and Cad Bane isn't moving next to last most of the time, it's a different story. But uh, it's a lot harder to guarantee his ability whenever like it's hard to line up the bullseyes for dead to rights. Um, it's hard to guarantee good shots. And even though he can take sync laser cannon, like a three die primary is still miles better for those range one shots. Yeah. Um, which yeah, so it's it it feels pretty middling right now. But the meta could shift and it could be really good. He definitely has a lot of nasty potential combos. Yeah, I might look at something like Procket him instead of Sync Laser for one big bop. Yeah, that's true, because Dead Rights is just, it doesn't require primary attacks, right? Yeah, otherwise Sync Laser can't work. So yeah, like a Procket on him, if you get a Procket off and they're guaranteed to not be able to use tokens on defense, that seems pretty good. It does. I-4 is the only problem there as well. Yeah, but Bullseye's Bullseye's in general are a lot easier to line up in 2.5 because of scenarios. Okay, I can definitely see where you're going at there. That's uh, and again, the the ship is it's fun to fly. I love that dial and just the wacky stuff between that and the Razor Crest. Scum's just thing of having weird dials it continues because every time I look at oh, a scum, one... oh no, he has a missile. Okay, the rest of them don't. Yeah, uh, everything I look I every time I look at this campaign. Every time I look at a scum dial, and it's it always happens to me while I'm stressed, and I look at that and go, "Why?" And it just irks me every time. But that's that's the price you pay for playing scum. You're never gonna have good three hards, and uh, the chat. What the fan? The, what what? Plenty of scum ships have good three hards. 
but the ones I like don't. So, so you're just gonna ignore the sample size. That is exactly all right. Yeah, the yeah, of course. You know, Fenra. No, has, Fenra, has, Fenra has good everything. It's, oh, yeah, he could be a little faster. <laughs> Could, a, could a, he a blue, physically though? A blue four speed would be, or a blue four straight would be nice. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's like I look at the Razor Crest, and again, that was a ship that I thought was going to be absolutely incredible, and it still is great. But yeah, it was pretty dominant before the points change. Yeah, the points change that took the Mandalorian's ridiculous loadout down to something har- large but still reasonable uh, changed a bit of that. The actually totally unreasonable because it's one point short. So. Uh, yeah, being able to do all the fearless and outmaneuver and no, no, none of that, not no outmaneuver anymore, man. Nobody's got twelve points on a Mandalorian. No, but I'm talking about beforehand when you could run all that stuff on him, and now with the points changes, you don't get any of the, uh, you know, that. Yeah, I think it's just nerf bias. Like, it's not that he's bad; it's that he doesn't get all the ridiculous stuff he got before. So people are just turning to other things. Yeah, I've definitely played with them. I've played with Q9 as well since the points change, both of which I think are solid. Yeah, Q9 seemed really good for you uh, doing a lot of the stuff he was doing. That uh... he was literally just being the same Mandalorian from my list before, but one point yeah. was all I was exactly all he did. Slightly different ability, less tanky, <laughs> but he was just being the same Mandalorian. Indeed, indeed. So, you know. Let's see, we've talked a bit about... We haven't talked a bit about First Order. Uh, again, haven't seen that on the table either. Didn't seem to be hit as hard as uh, the other factions, but still kind of not really making much of a showing. Is that... Uh, it It had, like, three or four lists that all bubbled out of the cut at uh, the UK Expo. Like, it's... I think it's fine. Yeah, to see, are, we, are we still thinking that kind of First Order and Empire were or Empire mostly, but where things should be balanced to, how much has that uh, carried over? Well, they totally changed Empire, so it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's totally new. We should bounce everything to Scott now. I'm just yeah, kidding. I mean, uh, First Order got, Silencer Kylo got cheaper, um, and Revoss went up, and otherwise none of their, none of their ship points changed, I think. Yeah, certainly none of the staple ones. I think both ones. Kylos went down. Either way, like they 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 probably experienced the least changes. Um, but uh, they, I don't know. First order is always kind of weird because they they have so many weird ships. Like the the Tie Baron is a very weird ace in that it's it has so many decisions to make compared to other aces, and uh, they don't have anything cheap outside of Tie FOs and Tie SFs and whispers and bombers all kind of fit in the same points threshold so i feel like it's always just awkward to list build with first order but they have a lot of really interesting pieces um things like uh bombers with electro chaff missiles and skilled bombardier are really good anti-torpedo tech because if you're jammed and i think if you go on go over me break all of your locks anyway and then you're jammed on top of it so like that's that's a really good way to stop being alpha struck yeah codes as well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i have really been trying to passing out jams, which is good for stopping torpedoes. Like they have, they have a lot of options. Yeah, I've really been trying to make uh, alpha uh, electro chaff missiles work there. I've found a way to fit them into almost every list because, A, I got wrecked by them by Ted at uh, the scrub down, but also that exactly it's one of the best ways to strip uh, the lock tokens. And, yeah, a couple times I've deployed them and lost some of my own locks. Oh, well, I can reacquire those. You have a jam. You can't this turn. So... That uh, came in really handy uh, in a few games. The thing about First Order is that I heard them described as they do what the Empire does slightly better and more expensive, only now with the 2.5 points compression, slightly more expensive is much bigger than it used to be. Because if you were looking at a 21 versus a 25 point TIE Fighter versus a TIE FO, and you got a better dial and a shield in the FO that was obviously worth the price. But now if you are looking at a uh, two point versus a three point tie fighter versus a tie FO, that's if it's something totally differently, especially when you could find other things to use that three points for the, the names pilots all in uh, the tie FOs, they've all still got good abilities. I love Scorch with a cannon. That just or static with a cannon. That is just a fun little piece to fly. But yeah, they just don't seem points efficient for what they can actually put out. And I think uh, that's. I mean, 
I think it's all you have to use the loadout correctly. So like similar to the tie swarm, like slapping crack shot on everything or utilizing fanatical, which is a, a really strong one Fanatical's point talent. So underrated, man. Yeah. Um like most of the TIFOs can fit fanatical and advanced optics now, which just means like I lose one shield and now every shot is fully yeah. modern with a focus. Like yeah, straight. It's an amazing um, combo. Yeah, like TIFOs are tanky. Like they're they're annoyingly hard to kill for three points. Remember how and, hard it is to kill six? That's what TIFOs are. Like, yeah. And then uh, you have things like Midnight actually kind of got a pseudo buff because Ion got better against Alpha Strikes. So like a Midnight with an Ion missile can now break locks on people. Um, you have things like Malaris gained a point, so you can do concussion missiles on him now, and he still has a really strong ability. Um, like you mentioned, Static with a cannon can do like tractor beam shenanigans. Ion or cannon can do, fits as well. Yeah, HLC is also an option. Like the, I, I think Typhos have a lot of options. You just have to be creative with how you build them to like fit into your list well mm-hmm. yeah, i think it's that the the faction lacks a howl runner equivalent other I mean, than they have malaris and the old malware that was malaris and five i1s only now they're all named pilots and one of them's midnight like you can only one of them yeah <laughs> only one of them oh. is midnight, but <laughs> why would you say that that's so gross well, probably not so much now. I just remember how much I I had an aversion to malware because it just ate my lunch every time I went up. It also it. got nerfed because you're now forced to reroll a blank before the modified die step. Yeah, so there is that. Um, you have to take your strain and everything. But okay, so it's not as a uh, DOA as I was, you know, thinking of it. But it's still still could use some work. I'd say it's definitely a. Uh, Oh, the faction or the, the, the faction? No, no, I the, don't think it even needs work. I think it's two weeks into the meta and people just need to actually try yeah, stuff. Yeah, like we, no, nobody's tried everything yet. Like right, man, that, no, that's, yet? that's what I mean. Yeah, give, give it some work, find what's there. It doesn't have an obvious standout yet. Uh, also, random aside, but I just scrolled across this on Facebook. Exactly seven years ago today, Doug, we played in our first regional. Oh, snap. You made the cut. I, top, I did not make the cut. I made top 16, but it was a top 8 cut. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't insane. Also, <laughs> like I said, there were three first order lists that were one win went away from the cut, and it was a six round, had to go five and one to make the cut. So three lists went four and two mm-hmm. at the UK tournament. Like that's first order definitely has options. Oh yeah. I'll give it that. So it actually seems like after this points change, despite some radical things, you know radical. I mean, you know, like the afterburners and the out uh, maneuver going up and all that. It seems like they did achieve not that definitely not at parity, but closer to balance. Uh, there's even still, I I am concerned about the prevalence of Alpha Strike. I don't I don't like the idea that there could be a list that is obviously more powerful than everything else. Uh, that was you know one of the things I disliked about when I got into first edition uh that certain lists were just really that good but i also like i, mean, I said we're, we're two maybe i'm in. misunderstanding you but that has been literally the case in every meta all of x in the history of yeah, x but it's you know it's what i'm saying is the i think that in 2.0 there's always been room for a number of different play styles at the top and i think of course there still is uh i just think that right now again with the caveat that this is with only two weeks of experience with the new meta, it seems like, yeah, jousting, high initiative, pro torps, really strong. Kind of feels like uh, the joke about the three agility mafia when running a bunch of inquisitors was really strong. And not, I don't know if I would call it as big of a NPE as like triple upsilons were, but I can really see where opponents uh like our game doug uh it was just one of those things that happens with dice being the way it was but it seemed like you were really not enjoying the game i mean i don't like i don't like playing against alpha strike but that's a me problem not a meta problem like yeah i know but i'm saying you know there are a lot of opponents and players that feel that way uh and if you're comfortable talking about what is it you don't like about playing against an alpha strike list um well, okay, so like the what I what tilted me in our game is you took a lot of single modified pro torps and got four on every single one, like things like that irritate me because, 
Alpha Strike There's lists. no counterplay when a yeah. full Protorps roll hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's my problem with Alpha Strike lists is whenever variance is in their favor, it's very, very difficult to deal with because you take so much damage so quickly. Um, and, like, which is a problem if you can start double modding them frequently, like with the list middle disgust, is then, like, it's not even variance at that point. It's just what the list does. Um, and that's not to say there's no counterplay. I just don't enjoy that style of the game. Okay, do you think that's a common uh, feeling and reaction out there among players? I not. I don't know. <laughs> I know a lot of people hated playing against aces, and ace lists were popular for nine years, ten years. Like, there's always going to be things people don't like playing against. Right. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, the mine is Defender Vader. So <laughs> please, fuck nobody play Defender Vader. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in the same vein, uh, what is it you don't like about seeing Defender Vader across the table, Alex? Because he has free built-in full defensive mods and free built-in built in full offensive mods. That, that's why. Yeah, Vader is just the... He is a fully loaded ship as a base chassis. I think is Defender Vader, Vader's problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. If they gave Vader zero loadout, he would still be just as good at nine points. <laughs> Well, I mean, he'd be worse, but like, he'd still be good. Yeah, I mean, it's he'd he'd be a good ship at nine points with zero loadout. And now you can put what like malice and do you fit malice? In, you have fourteen talent? points of upgrades. They have a talent as well. Yes. Why? Why can you fit Juke on Vader? That's just I. I think ugh. that is my least favorite decision AMG has made. Is they keep giving four Caesars talents. Like they took away a lot of them, but then they added a lot more and. I just stop giving Force Users talents. They, they have a Force talent for a reason. I think it was uh, Anakid the first uh, Force user with a talent because he didn't have a Force slot. And then we saw some of the... Was it the Eddas the first time? Yeah, it is. But that's yeah. a little different because both of those ships are two attack die ships. But like they keep giving... like Both Vaders have a talent now. Luke has a talent now. Yeah. Delta Bs have talents now. Like And CLT Jedi before that had talents. And it's, it's just stop... Stop giving more effective ace chassis. Stop. <laughs> yeah, that that's something I agree with. I would like to see them rewind that if you have force points, you should take force powers, not talents. That's with, with exceptions like, you know, I understand thematically maybe Anakin who has no force training. Yeah, that makes sense. He gets a And talent. like Ada's the talent hasn't been the problem. The autoblaster was the problem. Yeah. Like both, the talent represented yeah. the skill that the pilots could do in an Ada over what they could do in an Aether Sprite. Yeah, because isn't an Ada basically just like a cockpit with no targeting computer, no nothing? You just got to use yeah, the that's force why the, to do everything? Yeah, that's why the target lock is purple, because it doesn't have a targeting computer. You're using the force and, to target lock. Yeah. Yeah. And that just seems like, okay, I, I, I get I like the thematic aspect of that, but giving them a talent so they're... I, I think I'm guessing that the design thing was, oh, you're spending your force to target lock, so you're not going to be spending it on a force power, so we'll give you a talent. I can kind of see the idea there, but when you're doing things like, uh, can Del does Delta 7B Anakin have a talent? Yes. Can you fit out maneuver on him? Yes. Son of a! As, as stated earlier, you can fit out maneuver on Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Plo in the Delta B. Isn't he dead? Uh, <laughs> you can't put them all in the same squad at once, can you? No, they're all seven. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, the difference is is that um, Delta Bs without regen are actually pretty mortal ships, and uh, with a bunch of Protorps running around, it's pretty easy to kill them. And yeah, because they be, of they have to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, and because of objectives, they cannot just take forever to get the perfect engage like they could before. So, mm -hmm. like. I don't like that they can take out maneuver, but I don't know that it's broken. Okay, it's pretty much but, all they get. Oh, yeah, I would sorry. rather them just not have talents. Like <laughs> it just it feels problematic. Yeah, and you know we mentioned you know something that well, there's a lot of stuff that I have in the past just not liked coming up against. I don't think right now there's any particular archetype I hate to fly against. Uh, mostly because I'm trying to learn from everything. I'm I'm in that rebuilding phase. I'm like the Casey Royals right now. Uh, Sad. Worst yeah. team in the league. Worst team in all of baseball. I know. It's a rebuilding year. But yeah, it was not I don't, I don't know. Is it, <laughs> is it a month that has an A in it? They're in a rebuilding time. But the uh, 
are we seeing the, the one thing I think I don't know if I've been paying enough attention because I didn't I didn't look at anything from the UK Expo. Did we see any uh, like triple aces lists making a comeback at all? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't think any did. Uh, I mean, that, that's an archetype that seems to have been completely absent from two point five. Yeah, I'm, the problem is the triple A lists aren't good at objectives. And while the 2.6, as some people are calling it, or 2.5.1 or whatever, um, is less objective-focused, you can definitely still win off objectives if your opponent is ignoring them. And triple A lists kind of have to ignore them. And they don't have the damage output to punish people for like trying to capitalize on them, if that makes sense. Right. In in 2.0, prior to objectives, triple aces were the death by a thousand cuts. They'll just, you'll slow damage to you over the course of a game and never yeah. take you to return. Yeah, like there there is still a definitive time limit on games in 2.5, even if it's longer now than it was for the first iteration. Um, and like Soontier can't kill a list in eight turns. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so and Soontier can't carry a crate around because then he's literally a waste of six points. <laughs> um, and like a three ship base list isn't going to be good at assault because there's only three ships, uh, which leaves scramble as your scramble. And then like chance is probably okay because he can do the run thing and just like half point ships and still maintain you know the range two band. But even then you're you're confined confined closer to the center of the board without giving your opponent more points. So yeah, that's a, that's a change that I noticed that it went from. Salvage mission was the 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 grounds of the A wings and the ether sprites that could just grab something and boost away and take off. And now it's like no 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 the Y wings are now the greatest towing you know capacity in their class because they're just going to do their usual Y wing thing just now towing a crate. They weren't going to be barrel rolling and boosting anyway. I mean yeah res uh, resistance Y wings were, but that's a different ship altogether. Uh, so changing that stuff up has been interesting. Uh, I've I've never liked putting Y wings on the table because they I see one agility and I keep thinking, well, why why shouldn't I just bring a B wing? But uh, Y wings are in a really good spot right now. They are super utilitarian in every faction. Maybe less so in Republic, but I think that's only because Republic has been focused on the Ether sprites for so long. Maybe it's time. Yeah, to but like broadside is for now. I, I think amusingly, Y wings are in the best place they've ever been, and I still don't think they're good enough. Like Lima might be good because she's a four point Protorp carrier in a faction that doesn't have a bunch of X wings. Um, Cavill might be good because he's a yeah. five point Protorp carrier that's also like has loadout besides yeah. just the Protorps. Yeah. But uh, but even then, like I would take a Luke over a Cavill every day. I know oh, it's yeah, a point I more, mean, but like yeah, I would um, take a Luke over most pilots. <laughs> yeah, but like if I have to choose between running. Like X wings with protorps or Y wings with protorps, I'm still gonna pick the X wings. Yeah, every time. And as long as like if I can't, I'll take the Y wings. Yeah. yeah like I, if Lima was a four with Genesis, I'd bring Genesis every time. Now you made me look something up, and I know it's extended and not going to be relevant, but. Okay, uh, none of them do. I was going to say, do any of the Kiroxes get torpedo slots? They do not, because understandably, no real changes were made to extended ships. But uh, you say you would choose a an X-wing over a Y-wing any day of the week, and we've had the argument that Kiroxes are basically X-wings. Uh, they don't yet, take proton torpedoes, though. They don't take proton torpedoes yeah. exactly. So let, let me be clear: like we're talking about proton torpedo carriers, right? <laughs> so that's, that's that's what, especially in Scum and Rebels, it feels like. The, the early impression is just that you're making a mistake by not bringing at least two proton torpedo carriers. Indeed. And the the factions that can't really bring those well, like, what what does the Empire have that can carry protorps? I mean, they're a swarm faction now. They don't take yeah. protorps. Yeah. And swarms, like Doug said earlier, they have a game into protorps because a bunch of low-priority targets means a bunch of chances for your opponent to make a, uh, make a mistake in decision-making. Yeah, like if uh, I didn't watch the final um, for UK, but the it was it was a four ship rebel versus a tie swarm, and like the rebel player has to decide, am I is are wedge and Luke both locking a tie fighter? Because then if wedge kills one, then Luke doesn't get to fire a torp on that turn and has to take a less modified shot at somebody else. But if you target like different tie fighters, both of them could just live. Like so, it's like the the lock requirement is what favors swarms into those lists. Because they'll probably lose a ship, but they'll probably only lose one ship, and they have a lot more bodies. Yeah, it seems to be just uh, 
decimators that can take uh, torpedoes in Empire. But I was scrolling through real fast, and I was looking at, you know, just the mousing over TIE Interceptor, and I saw a missile icon. And I said, huh, who's that? Well, Nash Windrider can take missiles, but so can Gideon Hask at Initiative 4 with 12... Gideon, you could put Prockets on Interceptor Gideon, and... He's five points, isn't he? Yeah. That is very oh expensive God, for so an initiative crazy. four <laughs> interceptor. Holy like yeah, that's, that's that's gonna get protoarked by something cheaper than it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> got the B wing problem about it. Where like it's not that it's bad necessarily, it's just that there's a good chance you lose it before it gets in its work, and that's very expensive. Yeah. Well you can also bring him on uh, Ty L N Gideon, uh but Ty yeah, L N does not have the focus three. Yeah, but he also doesn't have the focus into reposition that you want to do to line up Protor. Yeah, but he's a three-point ship. And you, you can just bring, line it up if you line it up. Yeah, you can bring multiple Procket TIE Fighters instead, and then it's like, you, you pick your poison. Which one Protorps you? How many, okay, let me see. How many TIE Fighters can actually bring? I believe three. I believe it's Aiden, Gideon, and Moff. The Gideons and Aiden. Yeah, yeah that, that's not going to be confusing at all. Yeah. But yeah, so there are still a lot of options out there. We've only been looking at this meta for two weeks. There are some obvious things that are good right now. Uh, that doesn't mean they're the only things that are good. So that's kind of, I guess, our challenge to you. Find what's out there, find what you like, and uh, hopefully enjoy playing it. There's uh, a lot of stuff going on where you have the option to because the Galactic Championship Series is starting up again as we... Uh, as this goes to airtime, uh, there is going to be a two-round practice tournament this weekend, and then the 18th kicks off with the first uh, qualifier, Solist, I believe it is, uh, U.S. Central time zone. Again, put on by Gold Squadron Podcast, being held on Tabletop Simulator. If this is the first you're hearing of it, uh, it's an online series of tournaments started during lockdown as a uh, substitute for the regionals and worlds but it's uh, kept going because it's fun it's a great way to play with folks from all across the globe and uh i definitely plan on getting in at least one or two of them but probably not on the 18th because we will also have a local tournament going on in person at game cafe in independence missouri on june 18th uh we're gonna be having a i believe uh either four rounds probably depending on how many people we have show up if you are in the area or want to make the drive out to the area, come on out. We're a great bunch of folks to play with. Sadly, Greg will not be able to make it because his AT doesn't end until the 18th. So that is a bit of a bummer. Uh, but we'll be there and uh, looking forward to hopefully having uh, some of you folks show up. We always love meeting. Oh, God, it's so weird running into people that recognize us from the podcast. Two years of doing this, and I still haven't gotten used to that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, I imagine it's a little less for you guys because people recognize your names from like top cuts and streams. I I that. never really got used to it though. Like I'm yeah, going to play. A, to I'm going to push around ships, and people recognizing yeah. me is weird. It is. <laughs> I don't know how many times I can't remember who it was that I played, and it was when uh, you had your XTC list that you were bringing, and my first round of a tournament someone was flying that exact list. And I was like, oh, I know this list. And they said, yeah, have you heard of Doug Howe? And I'm sitting here with the Tashi Station logo on all my ships going, fam, come on. <laughs> that, was, that was a bit of a reality check. But yeah, it's, it's still weird, but it's always appreciated. Uh, I know I said it to everybody who uh, shouted us out at the scrub down, it is great. We do this uh, for you guys. We love this game and we love you guys and putting this information out there and having this banter is kind of what really just makes it all worthwhile. Uh, it's a big uh, thing to enjoy. So we're talking about shout outs. I'm just going to go ahead and shout out our audience this week for being pretty cool. You guys have been cool for um, coming up on two and a half years now. And uh, it's always definitely appreciated. What about you guys? Got any uh, shout outs this week? Uh, my father, Bob Howe, because he played 2.5. So he gets shout outs for a couple more weeks. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he's interested at all in the new 2.5. I know he's gotten busy, but uh, um, yeah, shout out to my father, Bob Howe, uh, and to the listeners for putting up with us. I don't know why they do it. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't. I shout out to people who don't listen to us for their yeah, brains, their whole. They're, <laughs> they're the smart people. <laughs> you hear that, listener? You're dumb. Oh, damn. I just said the quiet part. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, to 
Greg, uh, we wish you were here, buddy. Thankfully, uh, and hopefully this is the last time you'll have to deal with one of these summer ATs taking you away from friends and family. Uh, suck it up two more weeks, and then you will be free. Suck it up, Greg. <laughs> Matt Newt, 2022. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's be fair. He gets to go home and sleep in his own bed every night. That's more than I ever got at an AT. <laughs> but I, I mean, I couldn't possibly know that. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, we miss you, buddy, and we will definitely see you next episode that we record. Uh, but until then, for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And we will catch you on the flip side. Do people still say on the flip side? No, they don't. Yeah, Greg, they I mean, I do because I'm a loser. But Yeah, no. Doug's old as Greg. shell. Greg. 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 Shell. You're a shell. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt New. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash TashiStationXWing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.